0: This is Everyday Driver, where we know cars are expensive, but necessary, and have to do a world of things. But we also believe they should be fun.
1: Whatever you need and can afford, we're here to help you find the right car. We're your car friends, your car therapist, and sometimes the bad influence you need. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is The Car Debate. Hello again, everybody. Happy Friday. And there's been something very interesting has happened this week that you and I talk about now and then, and I'm glad we get to talk about it right now, and that is there's a lot of doom and gloom in the car market. Okay. At, three or four years ago, it was okay. just, it's all going to be autonomous cars, nobody's going to drive anymore, and all of the emails we're getting from you guys were that. Following that, now that apparently not everything's going to be autonomous, surprise, <laughs> now it's everything's <laughs> going to be EV and boring, and we hope not. Right. But... What I like about the car market and what I like about the, the industry in general and the fact that you and I like to cover everything is the fact that surprises are still possible. Okay. That's what I really like is we think, and I'm talk, when I say we, I mean you and me and all of you listening. We think we know what's coming. <laughs> and then the car makers still surprises. autonomous eggs. Yes, yes, the car maker still surprises because the Tokyo Auto Show is happening right now or the Japan Mobility Show because, of course, we can't call anything just autos because everything is changing. And it changed the name, yes. And cars dropped there that I don't think anybody was really expecting. The only one we were kind of expecting was the Toyota FTSE sports car that might be like the electric MR2, but that, the Prelude, nobody was expecting that, And the Mazda Ionic SP?
0: You're right. And they're just teasing the concepts because I still think right now car company CEOs don't know what to do to please the politicians because benchmarks and, and GoPo yep. posts keep changing as far yep. as what's gonna be required by what year and still can we still offer this? And they still wanna offer fun sports cars. It is clear. Oh,
1: oh, completely.
0: There's car enthusiasts at these car companies who still want to build fun sports cars. Mm-hmm. I looked at that Prelude concept and thought, I wonder if Honda's been watching the GT eighty six and GR eighty six for about a decade now, going, Man, I wish we had something to compete. And here's this prelude going now it's not quite proportionally to a GT eighty six, the True. front engine True. Yeah. sports car kind of look, but still I'm very encouraged too.
1: By the way, the the prelude, is it me or is that the Prius front end? <laughs> it's just it's the Prius front end the first, here's it's, the thing it's a take on the Prius when I, I first when I first I suppose, saw a photo yeah. of it it was one of those little thumbnails on the end of an article right yeah. and I saw the front end and I was like did Toyota release an alt Prius and I was like no no oh wait that's the prelude it looks like the Prius front end I, I want to talk about these three because I think there's another interesting thing going on here with all three of them including that, that Mazda and that is The Mazda is the one I'm the most excited about, I think it's the least real. Because, look, I hope, because the Mazda looks amazing. Hey, at least they're teasing it. At least they're putting it out there. I hope it shows up and it is a real thing. I think those doors don't ever make it to production. But here's the key thing, and you've taught me this, Paul. Look at the Toyota FTSE, which is an all-electric kind of a resurgence of the MR2, if you will, Mm -hmm, or the mm -hmm. Prelude. Both of these cars have side mirrors. Yeah, yeah. And both of them, actually, when you look at, like, bumpers and stuff like that, they look like somebody could sell that car. Right. Now I'm going to wander over here <laughs> to my new favorite shape, which is this Mazda. I just think it's spectacular looking. It's spectacular. SP concept. Of course, granted, it does have concept in the name. But where are the real mirrors? These doors <laughs> fit no parking lot ever
0: well okay I mean, exotic so, cars have doors like that but yes still.
1: but i just i think this thing is gorgeous but i don't think also it has uh no jounce at all exactly No real bumpers. thank you very much so there's no there's no yes. clearance on the wheels so this is very much a concept i i really hope that mazda comes out with this but i'm unsure what it's really going to look like i think whether they change it or not both the prelude and this Toyota FTSE could come out looking pretty close to what we've just been shown. The Mazda, it's pie in the sky thinking. And I hope something like that comes out. I think I, it's fascinating. The idea is a rotary. It's the Mazda Volt. It's a rotary the engine. Mazda Volt. That runs the battery. It's it's generator for it's, like it's a range extender. Essentially, yes. Essentially what the Volt is. It's... Recharges the battery with the motor uh-huh. so that allows okay. Mazda to continue their little rotary science project But it isn't the actual propulsion of the car. That is an electric reality and they think They can bring it in at under 3,200 pounds, which would be nicer. If it was even lighter than that But this is the problem with electrics look at the surfaces on this Mazda. It's gorgeous. This is future shape
0: it's still clean, beautiful surfaces. Mm. It's not just lines everywhere. BMW, I'm looking at you. Yes. It's not lines that begin and end everywhere on the car, and there's no real cohesive theme to my eye. This mm. has a real nice theme, and it still looks driver-focused. Yes. So does the Prelude. I also don't love that it is white. Or a shade of shell of some sort. I see a signature line, and it's the shoulder line that goes underneath the mirror, the, yep. the exterior yep. mirror. But that's a very signature Honda line that actually is very forward canted, but mm-hmm. it actually kind of starts at the rear window, That yeah, the, the right. C-pillar. But it's a right. very forward-looking shape, wraps around the front of the bumper. This is actually a pretty car, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look good in white. And I understand that practically every Japanese manufacturer has some sort of championship version of white right, because of their right, history. Yeah. But stop painting it white. This is more, a beautiful car <laughs> and prettier than the white would suggest and it would actually be more interesting. You've made a cool looking car look boring by painting it white as a concept. When we're in concept phase, you can do whatever you want. You're right. You're you've right, made yeah. a concept that you've just decided this is it. Paint it something mm. interesting and... And then in production, if we want to paint it white, that's just fine. There will be that customer base. You're right.
1: Well, and as we've seen, Why Honda this released white? I totally agree with you. Honda released their Civic Type R, and every single press car we have seen or gotten has been white. We had a blue one because it was a private owner's car. Mm-hmm. The only other color mm-hmm. I know of is the red one owned by Mark over at Savage Geese, also a private owner's car. All the press cars are white. And if you want to even do press cars in Championship White, that's fine, but I agree with you. <laughs> I know, this it's is a thing. This is concept land. Be nutty. I want my (laughs) eyeballs to be seared from across the shore. I want to walk in the door and be like, what's that glowing over there? That's what you want to do. Speaking of nutty,
0: Nissan has introduced the Hyperforce, the electric GTR with 1,341 horsepower that kind of looks to my eye like a snowcat that would do the grooming for our favorite ski runs over Uh here at Deer Valley. I am a little uh, concerned about this because this was obviously in collaboration with game designers.
1: True, but true. I
0: wonder how much the design studio, actually the production designers, were even touching this. Mm, interesting. I don't think they really had much to do with this car, and a car like this, even though we know it's concept. I mean, speaking of jounce, there's practically none.
1: Yes. Well, this will probably wind up in the Gran Turismo game. Well, like I'm, next I'm sure week. it will. Yeah.
0: But Nissan is connecting their styling to video games. Yes. By for doing sure. more of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you like it, you hate it. Fine. Whatever. But surfaces like this on a flagship model are really intended to set the tone for future models. Mm-hmm. It's a trickle-down kind of effect. It's not necessarily a one-for-one. But for it's one, influential. I see it, yeah. But certainly influential. I mean, a, a large undercut uh, surfaces that that aren't pretty. Whereas I go over here and I think this Mazda, the iconic SP, mm-hmm. is pretty it's it's gorgeous and it's also a future concept yep. just as far out that's as this nissan is one is beautiful one is I, I don't think it's beautiful it's it's still very severe yeah. and it works for a video game yeah but it looks like it was designed with polygons that's it yeah good point good and point. and they're probably on the same trajectory as far as feasibility and will
1: it actually be built? Mm. One looks pretty and one doesn't. One really does not. And of course, you're talking about an influencing other design. Nissan's got a photo here of other designs along those lines and mm-hmm. SUV shape mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And I have to say, who at Nissan has got a photo of the Cybertruck on their wall? And can we take it down? <laughs> can we please take because it? Because right. that's just, it looks like somebody looked at the Cybertruck and went, oh, is this where we're all going? And the answer is no, we're not. I appreciate that Mazda is doing this thing at we're comparing and contrasting just concepts here, which uh, concepts are a little weird for me because they don't feel real. But Mazda is doing something that looks like old styling done new. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like the, the, the shapes of that... Classic styling, not that, old, but classic. That's the better way to put it. It's the English wheel concept where everything was nicely rounded off, mm-hmm. but you've done it future-wise. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Subaru Sport Mobility concept
0: that looks like a futuristic pickup truck with a, uh, a coupe body
1: not just a sedan it, uh, it but, looks uh, like a sneaker a coupe it looks like a sneaker sneaker huh mm-hmm. that is like the new yeezy sneaker <laughs> i'm sorry and then somebody put it on wheels subaru you could utterly discount it and i say that you're right because subaru always does crazy concepts and then the car comes out and you go oh that's not even close that's, to what you that's you know. not what the huh well like i've told you production and concepts
0: production usually happens first it's yeah, not a, point. we're doing a concept and then it trickles down to production. Sometimes that happens, but in many cases, the production's already decided because we've got to get tooled and get yeah, it going fair. and then let's do a concept car. This is episode 844, so episode 850, all questions,
1: Mm -hmm. not car questions, is coming. It's an all-question live podcast on the Test Drive channel. We are going to do it on Friday. We don't normally do that. We normally do it on Thursday nights for a Friday release, but because of our travel schedule, we'll actually be doing it on Friday the 17th, uh, probably around 5 or 6 o'clock that night. 17th of November,
0: 2023. Yes. Thank you. So watch the space. And also, today's release on the original channel Mm -hmm. is something different. We touched on this a while back and it was really an ode to a driving road Mm -hmm. and it was the Cayman and the Elise. But this time around, we took a pause during our South Dakota trip and did a road called Beartooth Highway and partially Chief Joseph Highway, too. It is now playing on our original channel, and it's all about the joy of driving. Mm -hmm. If you have a chance, we encourage you to watch that. Yes. And also, Sunday's release on the Test Drive channel is Paul Drives the 1991 Ferrari Mondial T. It's happening, everyone. It's happening. (laughs) It is happening. Thanks to our friends at Grail's Garage. They pulled it out and cleaned it up. It wasn't dirty, but they just gave it a quick once-over. Love it. And it gleams, and they gave me the keys. And I got to drive it.
1: I mean, what's what I love about this is that it just happened to align schedule-wise that you could be there and you could drive that car. But this is that car that surprised you anyway. Mm-hmm. And then you, one of those things, kind of like the Maseratis, where it just kind of surprised you so much you kept talking about it. So when you had the opportunity to actually do a test drive of that, I'm so excited that you are. It's a really fun piece of you just enjoying that car. This this week at Everyday Driver, even more so than normal, our videos are about, isn't driving fun? <laughs> yes. So we hope you watch them both. Yes. We want to remind you that one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle is better brakes. An upgraded brake system can transform a vehicle's performance and give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. Track, trail, or traffic, every vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. No matter what your vehicle is or your driving style, PowerStop has a complete brake upgrade kit for you. Head to PowerStop.com. Fill in your vehicle's
0: information into their easy-to-use brake finder, and you'll be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, truly noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. We have both experienced firsthand the upgrade quality on our own vehicles. I've got the Z36 truck and tow pads and rotors on my Ford Expedition, and it brakes more powerfully than it ever has. Join the thousands of drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today. PowerStop. Brake upgrades made easy. Eric A. writes to us about a car for a good time, not a long time. Mm, I like this. Well, Eric, thank you for writing. He has just started a new role with his company, which means his 130 mile per day commute Mm. has dropped to 22 miles round trip. Love it.
1: Okay. Quite a shift.
0: Eric has the strong urge to sell his reliable commuter car and buy something significantly less practical. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You've written to the right place. Yes. uh We
0: are your people.
1: But, but he actually says he has a, a pattern of doing this. Become a bit of a trend for that. I, we, awesome. Eric does not say what he does for a living, but he seems to have about three years worth of terrible commute, well over 100 miles a day. 130 miles a day. Yeah, that's what it's been for the last few years. And then he'll have a year where his role transitions, and for like a year, it's like 20 miles a day. And then it goes back. So he's realized that this is the pattern. So he's gone, okay, all right, guys, I'm about to have a year of commute doesn't matter. How nuts can we go? That's what I love about this. (laughs) He writes
0: that he needs to strike while the striking is good. So if you had one year where miles per gallon and comfort is not a chief concern, what are you buying? Interesting. All right. All right. Yep. When he had his last commute cut, he bought a 2012 Mercedes GL. It was the size... And got the MPG of a fishing trawler, he
1: writes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Said he'd never owned a car like that. It was quiet, comfortable, had plenty of power, and was the wild opposite of a practical commuter.
1: He sold it at the behest of the head of the PPD. (laughs) The head of the PPD. His spouse is referred to as the Poverty Prevention Department. And she was good. quite bummed that he sold that Mercedes GL, but he bought a 2016 Mazda 3 hatchback, and that has been his 130 mile a day commute car. Think about the, how much mileage that is per week and per year. Yeah, you didn't tell us what your mileage lot. Is that? That's just crazy. But he, but that has gotten him everything he needed. Also, it's still good. That's the thing where he understands his own craziness. Because there's nothing wrong with his twenty sixteen Mazda three. It's, only it's been fun. reliable, it's been a good commuter, it's gotten good gas mileage, there's nothing that's breaking. But his his PPD, the poverty prevention department, has agreed that he can jettison that perfectly good car and get something completely ridiculous for a budget of up to about fifty K. He can afford to have some stupidity
0: and fun in his daily driver. Love it. Let's do that. I can afford stupid fun. Eric, you understand that that is most car videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. It is stupid fun. I crashed my insert hot exotic here, Uh head in
1: hands, covering your face with your hands. You really hit it when you can stand there with a smile while the car burns to ground in the background. You know what I'm talking about. When you can do that, that's when you really hit peak YouTube for sure.
0: 50 grand, huh? Ideally, it won't lose a lot of value in a year and 10,000 miles because it will likely be sold after that. Uh Uh-huh. Eric wants a new experience, and he prefers a used car, but it could be new. Okay. It can't be too flashy. Well, I've got some great suggestions here, Eric. (laughs) Good. It sends the wrong message. What wrong message does it send? Okay, yeah. How how wrong can we go? It can be a luxury car, just not exotic. I'm right on the cusp. I am on the edge of exotic. It can be a manual, but the commute is a straight shot up the five freeway, so we guess you are on the west coast somewhere. We don't know where. But there's no fun day-to-day, he said, automatic would be preferred. He likes something with power and a great sound. And he also doesn't need a lot of space. He does have two backpacks and boots for work.
1: We don't know what you do, Eric. don't know what he does, yeah.
0: He also needs to be able to fit a golf bag. Golf? should be driving.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Whatever. All right, we'll sort it out. His wife has
0: an Alfa Romeo Giulia if they need four doors. He and his father are also going in on a sports car to get his performance fix. This is truly caution to the wind
1: it is it's crazy
0: for 50 it. grand it's, it's really good he has a list of cars he should be talked out of <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a came, new list eric came to the wrong place nobody has uh-huh. ever
0: sent us a list of things they should be talked out of yep including a shelby gt350 a 1966 cadillac Eldorado. wow a mercedes cl550 camaro zl1 or ss a C6 Corvette Z06. That is a good stuff. A lot of power. That's good stuff. And an Audi S8, also very, very cool for a commute. His car history includes lots of BMWs, Z4s, X1s, 135s, uh, that aforementioned 2012 Mercedes GL, mm-hmm. that Mazda 3. Oh, you had a Saab 9.3?
1: He had a Saab 9.3, a 2003. And That's you had a list. Chevy El Camino from 1971 good stuff on here, Eric. I, I, love, the, I love the madness. What, what I like about this, Eric, is that you and, and, the, and the PPD have both embraced <laughs> the, PPD. The, the absurdity of this. This is funny. Because it's going to shift so much. And, and, and what I also really like is that you've also embraced the idea that we talk about a lot, of that is new experiences. I think you both are welcoming the madness because it has a time frame. Okay. It's yeah, not like, true. honey, I'm going to buy something ridiculous and I'm going to have it for, I don't even know how long. It's like, forever. okay, I'm going to have this for a year because that works with the way our life works and you're going to get a totally new experience out of it. I love this. I do have to say, Eric, that you really did come to entirely the wrong place for someone to talk you out of car madness. I have choices that are not cars you have to be talked out of. So good news,
0: you've got new stupid fun to have. Okay. Stupid Fun is a 2012 Maserati Gran Turismo S for 40K. Wow, really? (laughs) My Maserati QP5, Eric, lasted a whole year. And you, you did nothing to it. You want something for a year, you right? You did nothing
1: to it but put gas in it and drive Maserati it to the salt flats.
0: Maserati is what you want. Okay. I found you a 2016 Maserati GT MC with 42 miles on it at Maserati of Atlanta. That's right, 42 miles. It's what? a new 2016 Maserati. It is priced right about 50K, and I, too, am trying to figure out what is wrong with this car. Huh. Okay. I also found you a 2015 Maserati GT at Sioka Chevrolet of Atlantic City with 13,383 miles for forty-two thousand dollars. How about a Maserati Gran Turismo, Eric? That's excellent. But let's get smart. Smart Stupid Fun is buying a 2015 <laughs> 2015 Porsche Cayman for fifty k. Okay. That way you can get your money back out of it.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: Pretty much be right on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's it's, just you're going to sell it for that. Yeah. count. buy for 50k Mm -hmm. sell for 50k 48 somewhere in there but then equal measures of smart and stupid are a bmw i8 Mm. you've had bmws before and i have discovered these range in price now from 50 to sixty thousand dollars. they do the problem is is that too efficient yes (laughs) it is but see it's but it is bad it's got dihedral doors and exotic styling so that's crazy and stupid yeah but it's new enough and it's a hybrid so it's smart I wonder if that Equal sets the wrong impression. I
1: do. I do really like that suggestion, though. It's very, very good.
0: Here's a 2015 i8 painted protonic blue in New Jersey at Kia of Riverdale for fifty four thousand dollars with forty four thousand miles on it. Huh? Why don't you and the PPD fly to the East Coast for a quick getaway vacation and drive it home and find some great roads on the way? We can certainly make Interesting. recommendations. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I eight. 50 to 60 K depending on year, depending on mileage. Sure. They're just on the cusp of exotic, but they're
1: still smart. You're still going to be getting yeah. good gas mileage. It's exotic, <laughs> but it's not. Can you throw the, I don't know what you do, Eric, but can you throw those doors open at when you arrive at work? Is that okay? Or is that the wrong impression? I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you right now. I think it's great, I but think is it's that great. the wrong impression? Yeah.
0: Or any Lotus of or you can find for $50,000 because sports car, stupid Toyota power, smart.
1: Okay. Right? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Equal measures, yeah. smart
0: and stupid. I am leaning towards the BMW i8. have Although well. i love you to go pick up a cheaper Gran Turismo Maserati because it'll last you a year. That's all you need it for, right?
1: Eric, I love this and Paul is having fun with it and I had totally different fun with it. I want to run down some of your list real quick because you're talking about things to talk you out of. And I'm going to talk you right back into them. The Mustang GT350. Yeah. Uh-huh. Done. The Corvette C6 Z06 with that big monster engine in it? Absolutely. (laughs) But you know what? While you're shopping those, at least shop C7 Corvettes.
0: You commute in a Z06?
1: Why not? Absolutely. The Camaro SS is a great car, but we did mention the GT350 and the C6 Z06, both of which have crazier engines in them than than the Camaro SS. But what I kept coming back to, Eric, was the current car. The twenty sixteen Mazda 3 hatchback. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is perfect one year crazy that is the opposite of that? And I have landed on a car and there are a lot of them available uh, on Auto Tempest slash every day right now. You can do it, Eric. I believe in you. The Hellcat. The Dodge Challenger Hellcat. There hellcat. are a lot of them available for under 50 grand. Oh Hellcat. Challenger Hellcats. You only need it for a year. The supercharger wine of a Hellcat oh, is worth it for a year. Just I totally agree. Wine. This is everything your Mazda 3 is not. It's everything the Mazda 3 isn't. But the thing I like about it is, it's not, wow, we're paying you too much. Because most everybody's just going to see you bought it, used Dodge Challenger. I didn't know you liked muscle cars. That's, but all of that was going to come with a Corvette or a Mustang or Camaro anyway. But you've got the Hellcat motor. That is a motor everybody should drive as much as they possibly everybody can. Everybody should
0: commute in a Hellcat. Yes.
1: Nothing about that is good as a commute car, and that's why it's perfect for you. <laughs> $50,000 oh. gets you options on used Challenger Hellcat's pick your color, pick your spec. Now none of them are 2022s. They're all like 2015s to 2018s, but Hellcat Hellcat are timeless. Hellcat. And that motor is going to go away soon and then it will nothing like that will be around again. It is the height of absurdity and it doesn't look super flashy. It sounds flashy. Just idle your way out of the parking lot. Okay? And then put your foot in it. I am landing right there, Eric. Oh my Eric. gosh. Challenger Hellcat.
0: Well, Eric, you have some drive homework to do. I love this email. I really hope you have fun shopping. You've got a lot of shopping to do on Auto Tempest, and as Todd said, use the autotempest.com/slash/everyday so that they know we sent you. See, there's stuff Hellcat. in the fifty
1: thousand dollar budget. Hellcats are under fifty k. That is That's both wild. awesome and terrifying all at the same time.
0: Okay, so let's wait a few years and then they'll be under 30 and then they'll be under 20 and then we'll
1: lock our doors and and exactly. reinforce major parts of the house because some kid is coming through the wall. <laughs> Whatever car you're looking for, and wherever it's listed, you'll find it with Autotempest.com. Autotempest.com brings together results from all the top used car listings anywhere online to save you time and help you find the perfect car. It even lets you compare with nationwide results from Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, and far beyond your local area. Plus, you can now get email alerts for your search, so you're sure not to
0: miss anything. You can even price and find new cars from nearby dealers. That's why Auto Tempest is now the official sponsor of all our test drive videos. We use it to search for new cars or used cars
1: wherever they are. So when you're doing your drive homework or you're chasing your next family car or you're just browsing so you can see what's out there, go to autotempest.com everyday so they know we sent you. Auto Tempest. All the cars, one search.
0: Brad M. is in the UK. He is getting a pay raise. Okay. He's got a British issue here. Currently drives a 2018 Suzuki Swift Sport, which pragmatically, he writes, is a keeper. Okay. But the boot is a bit small, 265 liters, and he can feel it's time to move on because the pay increase is
1: coming. This does not go where I expected. (laughs) Because this starts with our friend Brad in the UK writing in and just saying, I want something a little more practical. But his first car, he considered, completely reset my perspective on this email. (laughs) Because I really thought we were headed toward like a nice four-door... Or a big old wagon. I did too. That's not where this
0: goes. He's looking for something fun, relatively economical, more than 30 miles per gallon UK. The Swift does 60.
1: Wow. We're not doing that again. Okay. Throw that out. But see, you're getting a pay raise so you can afford the gas. Exactly. That's what we're, that's what we're both doing. <laughs> Eric and Brad are both doing that. I love it. Ooh,
0: Brad, what if you got a Hellcat powered anything?
1: <laughs> that's the opposite of a Suzuki Swift That sport. really is, but it doesn't solve anything else. But yeah he wants something practical. A little bit larger and a well-laid out boot is essential because he carries railway clobber. I love that term, railway clobber. Clobber. Driver's bag, sleeping pad, overalls, steelies, etc. That goes, gets tossed in the back because he goes, his words now, plays with steam trains. Now, if you don't know about this in the UK, there is a whole subculture of steam trains from models you can barely ride on to the full-size historical steam trains of England that are maintained and driven with pride all around the U.K.
0: And Brad is one of those this. guys. Yes, Amazing. Well, he says four seats is not a mandate. He usually doesn't use them because he's single, so no problem. And he drives up to 130 miles at least once a month in a trip one way to go help on one of his lines. He says comfortable suspension tuning is also desirable. The roads in Kent apparently are appalling. Okay, I had no idea. He's got a budget of ten grand for a down payment, plus a trade-in of the Swift. That'll be or nine or $9,500. Monthlies are fine. They've got a set APR rate in the UK for manufacturer-sold vehicles, and good his credit you. is good. Cars he's considered so far are the GR Super manual.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what record scratch? I was reading a log. I was formulating ideas, and all of a sudden, and here's what's crazy, <laughs> is apparently the GR Super, which, by the way, does not have a large hatch, is enough utility for Brad? That'd be great. It'd be awesome.
0: He says, only around a 500, but price is around 49000 And he chest drove the first year
1: and was hugely impressed. We were too. They're fantastic. I, without that sentence, Brad, I would have been talking about totally different cars. Supra. Great, Supra. great choice. Very cool. Like it. He said, also, Toyota offers a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty, which gives him extra peace of mind. He did say, you know, I also really like the GR86, but just for... Okay, for anyone here in the U.S. with a GR86 that you own or have on order... Listen closely to how bad this gets. In the UK, the GR86, they are making 425 units total available to the entire British island. That's problem one. People have either not been able to test drive one because Brad hasn't had a chance to test drive one because where would you find one to test drive? And some people are selling used ones. He said the markup goes from not too bad to really terribly awful. So... When you're considering that he could here's the crazy thing, he could probably get a GR Supra easier than he could get a GR86, which makes a GR86 probably out.
0: Wow. Brad is also considered a prior generation N55 powered BMW M2, and he likes the power levels compared to the S55 engine, but he's discounted it because they're incredibly popular, and he likes more left field choices. Okay, I like it. How about that Renault Avantime from 2001 to 2003 with those weird doors and the (laughs) slanted windshield? He's not just looking
1: for left turn, yeah. (laughs) He says the
0: Genesis G70 only has the two-liter gas engine Additionally, the GR Yaris is disqualified because the boot is smaller than the Swifts. It's
1: not a big car, yeah.
0: Annoyingly, in the UK, they miss out on a lot of the cool cars that we get in North America, like all the Acuras, including the TLX and Integra and Civic Si. Hmm. The only Civics available are the Type R, but that's too expensive for a front-wheel drive car, he says, and the hybrid is not, in his uh, opinion, not on the cards, because at least uh, he needs it manual, really. He'd like to
1: have it manual, yeah, for sure. So hence
0: the TLX is the desirable choice. Prior to his Heritage Railway days, he owned a Mark V Golf GTR, a Lexus IS200 Sport, Toyota MR2 Mark three, NC Generation MX-5, Honda Legend, Hyundai i30N Fastback, GTV6 Alpha,
1: He also, an MX-5 RF is on here, Pe- Peugeot 208 GTI, and a Mark Three Skoda Octavia. It's just fun to say, Skoda. Skoda! Yes, the VRS. And uh, so he's owned a ton, as he says, of hot hatches, a jumble of them, on, and all lots of lower-end sports cars. So he isn't looking for anything SUV, which he says is pretty obvious from his list. Yes, I would say that's obvious. What I didn't expect was the left turn to Supra. Yes to the Supra. That's my top choice.
0: I would love it if you got a Supra. That would be the car to hang on to for a while, and I would love it if you could get this, Brad. So that is, yes, totally agree. But if you're looking for a couple of options, I was looking at Cupra's and trying to find something suitable, and I, I just didn't like it. I mean, they've got great APR, and they've got great financing right now, but I just didn't really like anything for you. Okay. So I thought about the Ford Puma ST. That could be it's, interesting. It's okay. a little bit hotter, a little bit more interesting. You've already owned the uh, the Hyundai uh, i20. No, you've owned an i 30 Which
1: is great, yeah.
0: But the car, I'm throwing it all out. Okay. If we're considering Supra, why isn't the Alpine A110? You've got Alpine dealers Ooh. in the UK. Alpine A110. How much can you get for your dollars? Hmm. For your money? Alpine like A110. Yes to that all That's good.
1: Now there's no manual. It's probably one of the things he's not allowed. There's no manual. It, but, that is, that, but then you're but rocking. It's, an it's a- still A-10. an Alpine A110, though. You're right. That's interesting.
0: I mean, it's like the the Supra. Would, yeah. would you drive an automatic version of the Supra? Yeah, I would because it's really good. I can't believe the Supra
1: works for Brad's requirements I here, know. which is what's so great about this. I love it.
0: A110. Okay. You've got Alpine dealers. I looked them up. They've got the choices. Go mm-hmm. get yourself a new. Finance it. Yes. You're bright. Uh, interesting. You've got the the fixed APR, so you could probably do well.
1: Fascinating. All right. Well, I think that's all good stuff, Brad. I have a couple others I want to mention to you. I, you know what? I agree with your thinking on the 86. And obviously, we love the GR86. If the 86 is super money, I understand why oh, you yeah, mean yeah. super. That, yeah, exactly. I totally get that. Uh, the M2 is very good, but I understand you prefer oddball choices. I will say one thing I'm surprised by on your list and also on your considerations. There are no German cars in your history. Mm-hmm. And there's no German cars on your short list. So I'm going to give you two. Okay. First off, the Mini Cooper. Technically, it is a German car. It is a BMW underneath. All right, The Mini Cooper with the seats down. It's like
0: classically British, but it's
1: not anymore. Exactly right. The Mini Cooper is really fun in any any version. I would say get the hottest Mini Cooper that you can with the seats down. I think you're going to be astonished by how much space is in the back of that. With the seats up, I bet you it's better than the Swift. I'll admit I didn't look it up, but I bet you it is better than the Swift with the seats up. Seats down, it is a cave in there. Okay, I know because mine had a rear seat delete and it was the smaller one and it was astounding. But the one I am absolutely shocked is not on your list, especially when you mentioned the Supra is used Porsche Cayman. Here's the thing. I totally agree. This whole email, Brad, started with need more usability than your Swift, which I will be honest, I am astonished that the Supra actually offers. But you know what has more usability than the Supra? The Cayman. The Cayman. And it's the same wheelbase. The hatch hatch is about as big as the Supra, and it has a cavernous frunk. You can carry far more in a Cayman than you can in a Supra. Full stop. All of your railway like clobber yeah. will go in the front clobber. <laughs> I just That's a great term. All of that will go in the front of the Cayman. You'll have, you'll have space in, in the boot. So all of that works. And also because the Cayman has been around for so long, you can get them at pretty much any price point you would like to spend, Brad. I, 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 I'm doubting you're going new. But Caymans are known commodities. They're out there. They're awesome. If you're looking at Supra, look at the Cayman. Brad, send photos when you, get, Please. when you get whatever you decide on. We are very curious. I want to see Railway Clobber in your new car. <laughs> yes, you got want to see that photo. In, in yes. the front, right?
0: Yes. Trunk or front we don't care. Put it in there. Send photos.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear, check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner,
0: check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's jump over to social media questions. Thank you guys for all your questions. We've got I am the problem 28 asking if we use clapperboards for our shoots. <laughs> <laughs> when was the for- last time you used a clapperboard? Uh
1: When I was actually on a Hollywood production, because that makes sense. You want to sync up all your cameras. Yeah. That, that's the last time because <laughs> we are run and gun documentary right. style. We will sync it up later. There's actually a lot of the programs that we use and many people use that they, they do a really, really good job of you throw audio and picture at it and it syncs it for you because the camera got some sort of, uh, of audio. So it mm-hmm. syncs off of that. We don't use them at all because we don't stop. That's the reality. <laughs> yeah. But here's yeah. but let's let's look at the flip side. If you are a person, who you are a production that is shooting, okay, everybody, we're about to do this huge explosive car scene, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay, we've got 18 cameras running and a bunch of audio, and we'd like to do this as few times as possible, please get out the clapboard. Please sync everybody up. Please give your dear editor something to work with to try to (laughs) sync those scenes. But we're never dealing with anything of that scale, so we don't use them.
0: Nick Lancey on Instagram asks if we have opinions on driving gloves. He recently purchased a pair, and although there's obviously no performance game, there's an enjoyable sense of ceremony that comes with putting on an accessory that says, I'm going for a drive just for the pleasure of it. You know, I've never really considered driving gloves, only when we're on track, really. That's the only time it ever occurs to me. Open wheel, when we've done the SRF Fords and... uh, Mm-hmm. A- anything open yeah, wheel yeah, yeah. or anything track driving, you know, especially at a high level, uh, all the racing that we've done, yes, gloves. But that's really the only time I think of gloves. Although I suppose if I owned a Morgan, I'd have to do the gloves and a scarf.
1: Well, I was going to say, I see the gloves if you have the car that needs the gloves that also needs the flat cap and the scarf. Like E-type, if I owned an E-type... Would you do gloves? I would seriously consider some driving gloves because really? it just feels like... That's, however, I really do like the the your actual bare hands on that really thin wooden wheel. There's something yeah, kind of magical that, there. Yeah, but true. That feels like yes. Or an Alpha Spider driving gloves. Do you have okay. to have a convertible? No, I guess you don't. You could do like you an don't. old Aston. D5 yeah, I think I think it, for me something. personally. I, I, look, I'm glad you like them either way. But for me personally, it also is connected to the era. I can't imagine yeah. a modern car. With driving gloves, personally, but I understand what you feel like you're doing, and I, and I'm not, I'm actually not making fun. Is you're getting dressed properly for the occasion, mm. and since you're putting <laughs> on an item of clothing you don't wear to do anything else but drive, it gets you in the in the headspace. I do see that, I do understand that. Dammy, who's been listening for a long time, said, "Do we have any plans to review the V6 or V8 F-type? Have have either of us driven either of these? What do we think?" The problem, Dammy, is that unfortunately, and this is the reality where we're at. We would have to pull one in order to put it with something new that people would click on. Mm -hmm. I hate to say it, but Mm -hmm. those cars are old enough now and on their way out that if we covered one, it probably wouldn't get much viewership. I mean, maybe as a test drive, it might get a little bit. But to answer your larger question, have we driven them? Yes, in all of the above, V6 and V8. The V6 is actually surprisingly good. I don't know that you even need the V8 other than noise, okay? Because the noise is very good. I've driven it on track, driven it on the road. The F-Type is great looking. The manual is more interesting, of course. I think it is a overlooked car somewhat. It's not as good as it possibly could be. But you know what? It, it walks that line really well of being GT and the more affordable Aston Vantage, but also feeling like it's connected to things like the 86. It's like a middle ground between those two. Mm-hmm. It's not quite Porsche driving quality but it feels a lot classier than being in something like an 86. It it walks that center line. So depending upon how you would use the car, I think you might thoroughly enjoy it. I say V6 over V8. If you can find a manual, you have found a unicorn of a car. When they first released the manual in that couple years in, all of their marketing was some of the best manual transmission marketing I've ever seen. I remember being at LA Auto Show the year they released the manual. And they always have, at every auto show you go to, especially a big one, they always have the booth girls. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like them, hate them, they exist. Okay? Like them. The the Jaguar (laughs) F-type booth. The Jaguar booth. The booth girls had one job, which made me laugh. They were passing out pamphlets. And if you looked at the pamphlet, you realized it was a very well-printed, explain like you would to a five-year-old, here's how you drive a manual. Oh, really? That's cool. I loved that cool, booklet actually. for the longest time. It was so cool. So anyway, I think the V8 and V6 uh, F-Type are pretty cool. They aren't the sharpest thing out there, but they're pretty awesome.
0: H2O.ST.44 says, what makes rear-wheel drive more expensive to manufacture when mm. it is the less complicated system? H2O, think of it in terms of modules. Uh. Just like Elon Musk wanted to really... Manufacture cars in just a bunch of modules. So this is the front end, that's the back end. We just screw everything together. You've got to have somebody put together that entire system and make Mm -hmm. sure the front is connected to the rear properly. Yes, there's uh, repeatable procedures, but it's not like an entire front end. Well, that's, the engine, the transmission, the drivetrain, everything. The suspension just kind of goes up straight in. It's pre-assembled. It goes straight up into the car mm-hmm. on the assembly line. You don't have to do anything to the back end. The back end is just suspension, a torsion bar. Just, you know, put those links together. They're already kind of pre-built. Let's just yep. put them together yep. and, and bolts. That's it. That You don't have to connect front and rear. So... When you know, when you start start to go to all wheel drive system, things change dramatically. And really the cost of any product is paying the humans to torture that thing into the thing you want to build. True.
1: That's good. I was gonna say that, you know, there's two ways to look at the complication question here. From a less complication for rear wheel drive, I agree with you from a Driving perspective, yeah, for sure. You've, you've you've given less complication to the front wheels. The they front only wheels You have to steer, have to and steer the rear and wheels actually give you power, car. and so it's less complicated. Mm-hmm. But from a building perspective, it's far more complicated. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned it, but I'm already going to beat on it, and that is all the back has to do in a front wheel drive car is not scrape the pavement. <laughs> okay, yes. everything Skis, got put up front. Skateboards, yes, rollerblades. What mm-hmm. are we holding the back end off the
0: pavement? Yep, for sure. I guess we'll do wheels this time around. Sure.
1: Gradfell on Twitter says he knows that we like the Mazda 3 Turbo, but is the Mazda 3 non-turbo front-wheel drive a significant step up from a basic Civic or Corolla? Is there a better daily commuter in the mid-20s? The the reason that you might pick the Mazda over the other two because the current Civic and Corolla actually are excellent to drive as mm-hmm. far as like mm-hmm. the, the base versions are excellent to drive. And the Corolla for a while came in manual, which was pretty nice. But the thing about the Mazda 3 is that Mazda does really, really well is they give you a more luxurious feeling for your money. If you bought a base Mazda or a base Civic or a base Corolla, I would bet that most people would think that the Mazda is the most expensive of the three, whether it is or not. So what you're paying for there is interior experience, Uh, And they have a lot of packages that you can obviously tack a bunch of stuff on quickly. But I think that's the only reason you step up from a driving perspective. I would say there really isn't any reason to step up. In fact, I would actually argue that the Civic or Corolla on sheer driving might drive better than the base Mazda 3. But I bet the Mazda 3 is the nicer place to be.
0: MacMan3 on Instagram. Shout out to MacMan. He is a superintendent for Ezra Lee Design and Build. And asking me when when are we when are they designing a uh, a house for me?
1: Terrifying. Okay, yeah, all right.
0: Ezra Lee is local to Utah and unbelievable house plans and and the builds that they do. Crazy unbelievable stuff. architecture. And Macman, I love that you have seen both Todd and I around town in the nine twenty eight, the C eight, the Cayman. Todd and your very bright Elise, <laughs> and he was listening to the yes. podcast as he saw us pass in in various times. So I That's love that you're funny. local, and I love that you work for Ezra Lee. And I could talk about house architecture and furniture and what you guys are doing if you're listening and you you're curious about the modern architecture for a lot of high-end homes around Park City. Just look up Ezra Lee design and build. They do spectacular stuff is actually chance actually first introduced me to Ezra Lee as the mm-hmm. the architect and builder. Okay. And I, I was amazed and it's clear. It's a head and shoulders above many, if not all the builders in this area. You, you fantastic
1: design. You pitching for a free house here?
0: What doing? I am <laughs> stumping for a free house over here. Cause I would <laughs> I'm love, teasing you. I would just love to go tour some of these houses before. And they have, that's cool. They have been featured on, uh, you know, the showcase of homes before, but yeah. I, I love the architecture. I love what you do because it's not just the typical stark and cold kind okay. of thing. There's some warmth to it and there's some playfulness to some of the homes. But of course, you know, I'm I'm not quite there yet in my career. so Very interesting. But, uh, Mac, man, thank you for, for I love the, uh, the shout-out, really and I cool. uh, love
1: that you're local. That's very fun. Uh, Mystic Negro has a question that I read it and was like, do I have an answer for Oh, I do. The question is this. What car do you absolutely love that is completely out of character for you? I don't know. I, at first I was like, I don't have one, and then I was like, oh, no, yes, I do. Let, let's, let me just set the scene real quick. I drive a Lotus Elise that I won't shut up about that is the touch point for me for cars okay, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a person who doesn't like large SUVs and trucks I'd <laughs> like to be in something small oh, and light yeah. but I will tell you right now though it is utterly out of character and makes no sense whatsoever I've mentioned it before I'll mention it again the Ram TRX truck just calls me.
0: I forgot about that. Why are you attracted to I, that
1: thing? I so would drive that. Why? And here's what? and here's the thing. The guy driving that while I'm in my Elise, I don't like that guy. But yet at the same time, I'm like, that is a TRX. I really would like to be that guy. The TRX is... There's, there is no reason for that truck to exist. There's no reason for me to have one. I don't need a pickup. That is more just kind of shouty than it is pickup. And I love it. I just... The Ram TRX truck has no business in my life, and (laughs) I would absolutely have one. There's a ton of them around Park City, too. They're everywhere.
0: What's mine? What would my uh, inexplicable car be?
1: I don't know. You're going to have have to ponder it. I thought about it for a minute, and I was like, that's my answer. I suppose I'm going to have to go walk the floor at SEMA to, to discover that's it. I will say that every year when we go to SEMA, I get bored watching you walk around the overlanding area. And you are not an overlanding guy. I'm not. I, but I'm you not. just get lost on that floor. And it's like, I have to go grab you by the wrist and lead you away. Yeah. You, you won't leave yeah. of your own accord. It's I the don't know why. weirdest thing. I'm like, what? yeah, overlanding. Yeah, it's exploding. Oh, look, they got new products this year. And then I realized, where's Paul? It's and you're the, like <laughs> three booths in. I've, I've covered like 30. You're like three booths in, just kind of staring up at a tent, like, oh. You know what's what really is? cool?
0: It's the romance of getting out there and once you're actually there, it's a hassle and expensive to actually get to uh-huh. where the yeah. trailer's unpacked, yep. the tent is set up, yep. the the entire overlanding trailer is unfolded and the food has been cooked and <laughs> the sleeping bag is out and the sunset is finally happening with your favorite beverage in hand and you're getting to sit there in a comfortable chair and finally enjoy that sunset. There's a lot of time and expense and so you, effort.
1: So you wanna be choppered in just the overlanding setup and just get off the chopper and head it a, a glass of something, and you'll just sit there and enjoy your overlanding setup. Is
0: this a business? Does anybody run a business? Like I'm this, sure it just, exists. I, I just want to chopper no in and, mm-hmm. I, you know, let's have the food. Maybe the food could be choppered in too. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, oh. I, I wouldn't mind cooking it out there, but, you know, <laughs> we're always like, man, there's like a restaurant 50
1: miles that way. Why don't we go out to eat? <laughs> you and I were camping one year with friends who were determined. To cook steaks, which is a terrible idea, on one of those propane-powered white grills. White gas, propane,
0: they Coleman grills. They were determined grills. to
1: cook steaks. Yeah. And we were not allowed to leave. And you and I could literally see The signage from the restaurant through the trees. I know. And we were like, are we really going to sit here and suffer this while you cook a steak at a time for nine guys? all camping with the guy. Walk over there. Anyway, see
0: the twinkling lights of the restaurant. I don't care what kind of food they serve. I don't care either. It's a warm restaurant with
1: hot food. I don't mind camping. And I actually really, really like backcountry, like when you're away from. Everything is really cool, but if you're camping within walking distance of a restaurant, what do we do doing using the stove? <laughs> James Card has a mini car debate. He said he's trying to decide $35,000 for a car. His, his decision cars are Elantra N, GR86, or used Cayman for 35K. We did a piece on $34,000 GR86 or Cayman, so please watch that if you haven't already. The Elantra N is only the choice here if you need four doors, four seats. Because Mm. the other two are dedicated cars. You said you're not a Miata guy, but you're looking for a fun car. So I can't decide if you need the Elantra's usability or not. It's a superb car. But I would always pick an 86 or a Cayman over that. And I think 86 over Cayman depends on how precious you're going to be and how much it matters to you which one you happen to own. Mm. I would probably go 86. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. if somebody said they were taking 35 grand and buying a Cayman, I'd say congratulations.
0: On X, our friend Akim in Germany has just stumbled on a music video with some cool Porsche 928 scenes. Uh Oh, It is called Purple Disco Machine Kungs" the substitution video. And he says, if you were paid to do a music video featuring a car, what car and song would you choose? You know, it actually crossed my mind as the next generation of YouTube car reviews. Mm. And you'd have to go even bigger because... We've all seen a lot of reviews that are just the most basic, boring kind of thing and it's about the car and the scenery's not great. But what if we were able to really step it up? And I okay. thought about this during our time with the Phaeton all right. and the QP five Maserati. Okay. We would be in Vegas.
1: <laughs> oh, hang on, everybody! Hang on to something. And you,
0: you, and your wife would yep. be in the Phaeton, and you were pulling up to some hotel, and you were taking her in to go do something, and, and it would be the Michael Bay kind of, you know, the pull camera to a rising. stop, and the car's
1: suspension completely fails at that moment. It, it fails. Like we would play up the joke. We like would absolutely roll up, and
0: the suspension instantly fails. You know, and it. you'd get out, and she'd be dressed beautifully, and you'd be in a, you know, nice suit or a tux, and. Go it's in. funny. I like it. And then I was thinking with the Maserati, you know, I was in, I think, the Bellagio, and walking through the lobby, and saw some beautiful gal across the way, uh-huh. and, and our eyes met, and I swept her off her feet, <laughs> and right the QP5, took her out through the front, and all the celebrities out that were looking at us, and you know who were those people, and I got her in this QP5, and then the room just goes dead silent and waits for the car to start. (laughs) Just that 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 excruciating turnover that (laughs) it had. Excruciating
1: turnover. And everybody just cringes, nails on a chalkboard. On that car's best day, (laughs) on its best day, day, it cranked longer than the subconscious time you think it should take for a car to start. We all have this. I didn't realize this until you owned (laughs) that car. And she would just look at me like, just this mixture of emotions like, you're an idiot. Yes.
0: Thanks for this luxurious leather interior. What are you doing with this this absurd car?
1: This is a fantastic music video you've made, but I have to I have to stay I don't know on the what song, QP5 I don't know what the music would be like some second. sort
0: of, you know, boots and pants kind of, it you would, know, <laughs> cool. Yes, it would you know, it would be boots and pants.
1: Electronica. I I didn't realize that I subconsciously knew in the back of my mind how long a car should turn over before it starts. But apparently we all have that because we've driven so many cars, we know how long it takes for a car starter to kick the car over and it's all good. And the MP5 was two or three times that on its best day. <laughs> so even when it was gonna start with no problems, you, you had long enough for that thing in the back of your head to go, oh no. Oh no, is this is today is this the, the, the day? time? Yeah, every time, every single time. Like the Phaeton could have something really important that the
0: video was all about locked in the trunk and the trunk wouldn't open. Like you you couldn't get into the trunk and you were like trying to reach through the back seat and it just wouldn't open and the video
1: ends and the music dies Uh and that's that. That is the reality of the fake trunk because the guys that I know locally that worked on that car when I had it, they told the owner of another one to stop coming back because it had so many problems. But one of the problems they encountered was the day they couldn't get the trunk open, which is where not one, but both of the batteries live, which means that's step one for doing anything on the car is opening the trunk and disconnecting the batteries. But they couldn't get the trunk open so they had to remove the back seat. <laughs> Imagine that in the music video. Can't get the truck open. Now removing it the back like seat. was like
0: something really important like the, the jewels or the something. engagement ring or the <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, honey. Give me a
0: minute. <laughs> this is gonna take a while. And then the music would just die and we'd play it up. I how about <laughs> music video quality? I like it. To feature a car and it'd be like not the greatest car ever, but the video and the music and uh-huh. the people and oh, the, yeah. the choreography and the dancing. And no
1: expense spared on a total jalopy.
0: It'd be like this $3 yes. million dollar video.
1: Oh, <laughs> aim higher. Yes, I get you. <laughs> am I too low? <laughs> yes, you are just what, aim, aim up. What range at should least I be ten, in? At least 10. At least 10. No, okay,
0: $10 million yes. dollar
1: video. The catering's going to be awesome.
0: For an 04 Phaeton. <laughs> It'll be like,
1: what? <laughs> Play at the joke. Maserati is in there somewhere. Honey, I have four doors I could put you in. Which one would you like to climb in? (laughs) Quattro porte. We appreciate all your questions. Thank you for writing to us.
0: We really appreciate also your topic Tuesdays. Send us those. Yep. Your car conclusions when you finally make a decision. You've bought something. Send photos and send us a story. And of course, your car debates too. We're always looking forward to hearing from you. Really appreciate it. Many more videos to come. And check out that Beartooth Highway piece on yeah, our original channel. Do. And uh, don't forget to watch the Mondial Tea. You will learn why it's called the Tea coming this Sunday. Thank you, everyone. Cheers.